I just like a cup of coffee. I don't need your lattes. I don't need your whatever else. Fuck, they got mochas. I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm not gay and I'm not a woman. Listen, people, if you got kids, fucking hit them once in a while. Have some self-respect, okay? This is coming from your old pal Joe. Believe me. In this Alec Baldwin murder, it wasn't an accident. It was a murder. There's a Clinton connection involved in this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. Hello. What's going on with you? Your old pal Joe checking in with you on a motherfucking Monday, people. The first Monday of December. How you doing? I hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great weekend. I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you're not, hey, it's okay. But we only got like, what, three, four weeks left in the month. Pick it up, people. Build momentum into the upcoming year. You know what I mean? Make sure you're doing the shit that you know you should be doing. And don't make other people uh, allow you to be lazy. You know what I'm saying? People enabling you. To not achieve what you can achieve because they're afraid to put themselves out there. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, real quick, got some shows coming up. Uh, JoeKellyComedy.com has all the dates. Uh, first and foremost, it, it will be the 14th of, uh, of December. So next week, I'll be up in Nashville at Crazy Gnome Brewery. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> if you're uh, I had to burp, I apologize. My, I think I got another one coming too. Anyway, there it is. Uh, December 14th, Tuesday, I'll be at Crazy Gnome Brewery in Nashville, Tennessee. I can't remember what time the show starts, but uh, keep an eye on my Instagram. I'll have a post about it very soon. Also, the 16th through the 19th of December, I'll be in Cincinnati, Ohio at Go Bananas Comedy Club. My first time uh, doing a weekend at Go Bananas. I'll be there with Dave Waite. I'd love to see you there. We got, I believe, one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, and one on Sunday. After that, Flint, Michigan. Let's go. Represent the hometown. Let's do it. December 23rd, I'll be at Smoke House, Blackstone Smokehouse. That's where I'll be for Joe Kelly and friends. We're going to have a great fucking time, dude. The eve of Christmas Eve. I cannot wait for that show. I think that one's going to be a, be a goddamn hoot. And then after that, nothing until January. I'll be in Iowa with my good friend Aaron Weber. Also from, uh, you know him from the Nate Land podcast, right? Nate Bargatze's co-host taking me on the road with him. Of all the people in the world Aaron could pick, he picked me to come do a couple shows with him in Dubuque, Iowa. And that is just goddamn flattering. Can't wait for that. Other than that, I think that's about it. But again, JoeKellyComedy.com. Check that out. Get all the dates, all that shit. Uh, anything else going on that I need to mention at the moment? No, I don't believe so. Nothing else in the works. I would uh, just like to continue to thank everybody who has listened to my album, Ladies and Leftovers. Uh, it's streaming pretty much everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, you can get it on Amazon, it's on Pandora, pretty much everywhere. You can watch it on my YouTube channel. So, uh, And that seems to be where most people have seen it. So thank you guys. Thank you, every motherfucker who has watched that. That's been... Uh, just just delightful to see the the numbers go up in the positive comments. So I appreciate everybody checking that out. And uh, if you haven't yet, please do. If you uh, listen to it on Spotify or whatever, subscribe to my Spotify. I really don't know how it works. Rate it. Say nice things about it. It would be helpful. 
you know, trying to uh, to pop this shit off. Uh, other than that, that's all I have going on. But I would, listen, guys, I've been trying some new coffee, all right? And uh, I got to give a shout out, bro. They, I'm not, listen, this isn't a sponsor of the podcast or anything like that. But I'm just letting you know, this uh, Top Shelf Grind Coffee Roasters, they sent me a free bag of coffee. And uh, because I bought one and I absolutely loved it. It's a mushroom coffee. It has lion's mane mushrooms in it, which apparently are uh, supposed to help with your focus. And uh, I just, I think it tastes great. I think it's absolutely a fantastic fucking coffee roast. They sent me a dark roast, but that's okay. I prefer a light. But, uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. But they sent me one out of the goodness of their heart. But top shelf grind. They make this fucking mushroom coffee with lion's mane coffee. It's absolutely fantastic. I don't have a promo code because, again, they're not. it's not a sponsor of the podcast. If you just like to mix up your coffee intake... Uh, I'd give it a try, man. It's, it's really, it's tasty fucking coffee. I went from drinking like a pot of coffee. I had to stop drinking a pot of coffee because my coffee pot broke. (laughs) So I got a French press and I was like, rather than just getting the regular run of the mill Kroger coffee, you know, the Starbucks coffee, the Dunkin' Donuts coffee that you see at the store. I was like, let me try something a little bit different. And, uh, I'd heard about lion's mane mushrooms not too long ago. As far as uh, supposedly having some increase in your focus or, or, you know, your brain activity or whatever. I don't know the exact specifics. I don't know the chemistry of it, people. But I was like, fucking A, let me give it a try. And uh, I've absolutely loved it. I think it's fantastic. So if you're looking to mix it up a little bit, it's not terribly expensive, too. It's probably like, I don't know, 17, 20 bucks for a bag. But, uh, you know, which seems expensive, you know. You can get like four pounds of Kroger coffee for about $6, (laughs) which is a great deal. But in hindsight, whenever my coffee pot broke, I went to Starbucks a couple of times and I went to Panera Bread and you're paying like three, four bucks of coffee for a cup. You know what I mean? So that's like if you go for, let's say, because some of these, maybe not you, but you know how people are. They got to have their Starbucks every fucking day. People just don't like coffee either. When I go to Starbucks, I just get coffee. I don't like shit. I don't like flavored drinks or anything like that. I'm a coffee guy. You know what I mean? I just like a cup of coffee. I don't need your lattes. I don't need your whatever else fuck they got. Mochas. I'm not gay. (laughs) I'm not gay and I'm not a woman. I drink coffee. All right? (laughs) I don't need all the, the bells and whistles. But, uh, but it's it still, it was like adding up and it was like, oh, I'll just it's 20 bucks for a bag of coffee. Ain't bad. On paper, it seems bad, but it ain't bad. Top shelf grind people. If you're looking just to mix up your coffee, maybe enhance your focus a little bit, give it a try. I went from drinking a pot to maybe drinking like two cups now. And I feel set. I'm not all jittery either. It doesn't give you like that fucking you know, the coffee jitters. I also realize I was probably putting, when I would make a pot of coffee, people, I think I'd put way too much coffee in there. <laughs> what's the, what's the usual fucking, uh, ratio for coffee? Isn't it like two tablespoons for six ounces, eight ounces or something like that? I wouldn't even measure it. I would just, I'd probably put like a half a cup of coffee. (laughs) 
scoop about a half a cup of grinds, put it in the filter, and then do however much water. So, <laughs> so this is this is much better because not only do they send you the coffee. Oh no, they didn't send me the spoon with it. Never mind. I was like, oh, they send you a little tablespoon, but they didn't do that. The uh, the fucking uh, the French press. They uh, I already broke one too. I already broke a French press, had to get another one, had to go to Target to get another one, ended up going to Target on Saturday. What a fucking nightmare that was. Why would anybody, first and foremost, before I start trashing all the idiots that go to Target on the weekend, I will say this, Target is top tier in the shopping cart game. When was the last time you were at Target and had a shopping cart? Those shopping carts are fucking magical. They make no sounds at all. It's like an owl hunting, you know? A silent killer. Those shopping carts don't have any squeaks. The wheels are smooth. They're not wobbling. Why is not every every store that has carts, why are they not taking lessons from Target? Those fucking shopping carts are absolutely incredible. Other than the retarded kids yelling... It was a pretty pleasant trip, but everyone wants to take their idiot kids to Target on a Saturday, so they're just running around smashing their heads into things and going, ah, we came here for school supplies, but you're fucking trying to kickflip a skateboard in aisle three for some reason. Bro, I, listen, people, if you got kids, fucking hit them once in a while. Have some self-respect, okay? Quit letting these kids run your life. First and foremost, quit pretending your kids are smarter than you. If your kids are smarter than you, that means you're dumb as fuck. Do you understand that? People are like, oh, my six-year-old, he's smarter than I ever was. It's like, well, that's because you're fucking stupid. And being honest, that kid's not going to be any smarter than you. It's your kid. You can't be a dumb idiot, a fucking moron, you know, and you're going to raise a smart kid. That's not how it works. A six-year-old isn't smarter than you ever. So quit saying that. Quit telling your kids that they're smarter than you. They're not. It's amazing to go in there and watch these kids just running their fucking parents' lives. And the parents just not ha- just not having any fucking clue. Just having no clue what to do at all. Beat the fuck out of your kid before I beat the fuck out of you. How about we do that, people? Get your kids in line. Get them off the fucking skateboards rolling down the fucking aisles. You know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous just how people are. It was my mistake for going on a weekend, but I knew... I knew I was going to need coffee today. I'm recording this podcast on Sunday, and I broke my goddamn French press on Saturday. So I had to go get one. And, you know, I really wish I wouldn't have went. Because <laughs> it was an absolute fucking nightmare. People making out in the, in the fucking pizza aisle. Get out of get, Go fucking get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? You're just in the way making out. I figured what happened was they were they were a couple younger folks, you know what I mean? I bet what happened was is they probably fucked for the first time Saturday night. Or excuse me, Friday night, right? They fucked for the first time Friday night, you know, and then they go to Target and then they got to be in love and they got to be in love everywhere, you know. But it's like get the why? Get your shit and get the fuck out of the way. It was a nightmare, people. It was a nightmare. I just wanted a French press and uh, and an organizing basket. You know what I mean? And it was an absolute fucking nightmare. 
hit your kids. That's the first and the number one thing I want to talk about in this podcast is you should be beating the shit out of your kids. If your kids are smarter than you, that says more about you than it does about them. They're probably not that smart. You're probably just very dumb. And, uh, you know, if you got to make out, just go, go in the bathroom, quit doing it. Why you got to make it other people's problem? I just don't understand that. Ah, oh, the youth to be young again, to be necking, to be necking in the frozen food section at Target. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> other than that, hey, great weekend. Ah, <laughs> oh, had a good show. When did ended up doing a show at ASW Distillery on a Friday here in Atlanta. You know, that was a fun time. I wasn't on the show. I just happened to pop through. I just haven't been getting spots around town lately, people. I'm not going to lie to you. And so the, uh, I was looking for some scraps, you know, just looking around for maybe a little, just a little something left on the bone that maybe Joe could get his teeth into. And uh, fortunately, some people didn't show up for the show, so there was a spot for me. Uh, white fellas, let me ask you this, white fellas. When the fuck did we start needing therapy so goddamn much? Maybe they were from the West. I don't know. There was a couple white fellas on the show. I had never seen them before. I think they were from out of town. I assume they were from the West Coast because uh, they talked an awful lot about going to therapy and seeing their therapist. And listen, I understand we got some problems, white fellas. But when did things get so goddamn bad for us that we needed to see therapists? You know what I mean? Things are still, listen, I know we're on our way out. I know our time has came and went, and it's not the, it's not the white man's day anymore. <laughs> I know your dad doesn't love you, but he probably shouldn't love you, you know? Look at you. Look at you. Look at the sack of shit that you became, you know? But why? Why is everyone, why are all the white fellas so goddamn sad? Things are pretty good for us, you know? I don't think you need to be. As, a, as coming from a white fella, I got fucking problems out the yin-yang. You know what I mean? Out the wazoo. I got plenty of fucking shit going on in my head that nobody needs to know about. Plenty of shit I've lived through. You know? But I'm not I'm not going to whine about it. I'm not going to pretend that I've had it worse than anybody else. I'm a white guy. So white fellas, what the fuck are we doing in therapy? How many problems do we really have that we need to go talk to somebody? You know what I mean? That's why I assume they were from the West Coast. Because, you know, ain't nothing but punk bitches out there. So, step it. White fellas, I don't think we need therapy, all right? I think we need to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps. <laughs> that's why we're losing, that's why we're losing our stranglehold on, on the American society, white fellas, is because everyone's becoming a bitch now and having to complain to somebody else about how they got problems, you know what I mean? You guys are the ones that are, are you know, Making us not be number one anymore. We're number like four or five now. We're slowly falling down the rankings. We used to run the show. Now we got nothing. Now we got nothing. All because you guys got to go cry to some some lady with some fucking glasses or whatever. You know? Nut up. Nut up. Remember who you are. Remember, you're in America and you're a white guy. <laughs> Don't ever forget it. You can always rest easy knowing that you're a white man. That's how I feel. <laughs> anyway, fun show. It was fun enough. People who drink whiskey don't have a great sense of humor. 
not people who drink whiskey, but I think people who go to drink overpriced whiskey. I'll say that people who go to distilleries have a very, a very different sense of humor than people who are like at dive bars or like breweries that are drinking a little bit cheaper. I don't know. It's like, it's almost like people, people do so well in life that they don't know how to laugh. Do you know what I mean? People with a lot of money that are doing well, they're like, I like, I have a good sense of humor. It's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Not all of them, of course. But the richer, the more prosperous a town is, I've found that they don't know how to enjoy themselves that well. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, if you're laughing at a comedy show having a good time, you go, ha, 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 Right? But when people are very prosperous and they're at a comedy show, they go, ha, ha, ha. And that's it. They have fun for like a half a second, but they don't know how to continue to keep having fun. Just something I noticed. How much money do you make a year and how much fun do you have? I bet if you aren't making that much money, you probably have more fun, you know. I'm just, I don't know. I'm spitballing. I just have noticed that the richer towns I make, like the Johns Creek in Georgia. That's a very richer area of of Georgia, in case you guys didn't know. Uh, But any place like that where people have a lot of money, it just seems like they almost don't know how to enjoy themselves in public maybe or if they're laughing like they're gonna get judged or something like that i don't fucking know i don't know what it is but it does seem to be a reoccurring thing in cities where the medium income median medium what's the fucking word median income is higher than most places they uh they just don't know how to keep laughing they go ha that was good now keep doing it And it's like, oh, goddamn, you know, anyway, anyway, all around a good show. Uh, Great, you know, great stuff. Just a fun time. Haven't been Alec Baldwin. (laughs) We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, I've just been, I've, there's a couple of thoughts I've been playing with. I know I try to come on here and have the news and give you a little entertainment and some jokes, but this podcast might be a little bit, a little bit different. I feel like I've been slinging some yucks for you already. I can't, I can't keep doing it. You know what I mean? But, uh, I don't know. I was thinking just because it's, uh, who, ah, I don't even know how to get into this exactly. It's not even a bad thing. Who better to hold you accountable than yourself? You know what I mean? If that makes any sense, people, how how am I trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to explain this is like, you know, you better than anybody else. Right. And you know, when you're fucking up, you know how you live, you know what you want to do with your life, but there are people who will be around you maybe in telling you that you're doing fine when you know, you aren't doing fine. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like maybe you want to lose like 10, 20 pounds, right? And maybe you tell some of your friends and they go, well, you don't need to lose any weight. But 
may and maybe you don't need to or whatever. Maybe it's not a health issue, but maybe you just want to. But in having that just that weak support system around you, you know what I mean? That constantly coddling and going, no, you're fine just the way you are. And it's like, you know, you're not, you know, you're not deep down. So you have to be the one that, that holds yourself accountable. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's sometimes I feel like it's almost better if you don't tell people what you want to do with your life. Not that it's like it has to be some secret or whatever, but maybe you have to be a little bit more picky and choosy with the people that you tell. Because really, at the end of the day, I've noticed too, the older you get, there's no, no one's going to, no one, absolutely nobody is holding you accountable for shit. Most people don't give a fuck what you do. It's got to be you, you know? And it's also the thing where people don't help hold themselves accountable. Whether I do have friends where they've been like, I want to lose weight, but I can't. I, I just can't. I've plateaued. I've done this. I've done that. I can't lose weight. And it's like, well, really, I know the people you hang out with. You know what I mean? I know the people around you, and they just keep telling you that you're okay, and you're fine, and you don't need to lose weight, and you don't need to go to bed early. You don't need to quit drinking. You don't need to quit smoking. You don't need to do this. You don't need to do that, because they do that shit. You know what I mean? It's not that they think that you're fine by yourself just the way you are. It's the fact that, by God, if you do something bigger than yourself and they don't, it, it maybe it fucks with them. I think people just want to keep you in the swamp that you're that they're in sometimes. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. See, you gotta do it for you. I don't know why I've been thinking about that this week, but I just have been. Where it's like no one, no one's there for you, man. At the end of the day, they're not. And people will definitely tell you shit to keep you from not reaching the the person you could be. You know what I mean? Reaching your, what's the fuck? Potential. Achieving your potential. A lot of people, maybe they do, they say they want it, but they don't. Because God forbid, God forbid you become the greatness that exists inside you, and they don't. Because I think to really, I think, I think being great at anything is a lonely path. You know what I mean? So it's hard both ways. People don't want to, you know, you got to go it alone. People don't want to do that. And also, if you start to elevate yourself beyond the people who you've been around with, I think they, I think there's like some jealousy or shit that gets involved with it. You know what I mean? Rather than people looking and going, oh, that's an example. If you're doing great things, maybe I could do great things too. A lot of people will go, well, fuck you. What are you better than me? And it's like, I'm not, I'm just trying to be better than myself. I'm not trying to be better than anybody else. You know? I've just been playing with this idea of holding, you, you, you got to hold yourself accountable for everything. Cause I think, uh, I think a lot of people also just don't are complacent and don't, don't want to achieve anything. You know, I was talking to my buddy not too long ago. He's a comic too, man. Love him to death. 
been a good friend, but he's uh, lost a few jobs and, and shit like that. And he's just kind of in this limbo uh, place. You know, he doesn't really know what to do, has no real direction. And we were talking and I was like, and I just kind of, I kept on him, you know, and he got frustrated with me because it was just like, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And at some point he just goes nothing. And it's like, he could have said anything. You know what I mean? I go, what do you want to do with your life? Not just a job. What do you want to do with your life? Nothing. It's like, okay, well, I guess we got to the bottom of it then is why you're in such a weird limbo place right now and you have no direction is because you don't want to have direction. You're waiting for somebody else to come and tell you, hey, this is what you'll be good at. This is where you should be going. But most people I think who do that aren't necessarily looking out for you. You know what I mean? When people come around and go, this is something you'll be good at. And it's like, well, is this, how is this, does this benefit you in some way? You know what I mean? I'm a Coke mule at this point or whatever, you know? Oh, you'd be great at running drugs across the border, but I'll be the one in charge or whatever. It was just interesting. You literally, literally could have said anything in the world, but said nothing. And it, uh, it, it honestly changed. I think it's changed our relationship. I've had to pull myself away a little bit because I can't, I can't be around people that don't want to do nothing. I can be, most people don't want to do anything. I don't know. I'm just saying that now. I don't know if that's most people, but if that's your attitude towards life, I got a list of things I want to do. You know what I mean? I'm digging, I'm digging in my soul to try and try and get somewhere in life. And just to have somebody, a good friend, a good fucking friend to go, I don't want to, what do you want to do? Nothing. It's like, I can't, what am I supposed to do here? I can't make you want to do something, you know, but also I don't want people who, I don't want people who want to do nothing be around me. I've done nothing before. I've, it's, it's fine. It's good. If there's ever a point in time in my life where I want to do nothing again, I'll be back on Maui. You can bet your ass that. But uh, I don't know if that'll ever be the case, you know. I'm here. I'm trying to get something out of this life. Maybe a, a deeper understanding of myself, of the world, of life in general. Just something, man. Something. Comedy. I love, I love doing stand-up. I love it. He could have said that too, but instead he just said nothing. You know what I mean? And it's like heartbreaking, but it's like, I just can't. We're never going to be as close as we once were. Unless maybe you change your mentality. But if that's where you're sitting at, I just can't. You know what I mean? Can't do it. You got to hold yourself accountable. Looking for other people who aren't going to show up. Looking for somebody who's going to come save you. When at the end of the day, they're not, man. It's a lonely world. It's a lonely existence. I, I applaud anybody who has found a true partner in this game of life. I certainly have not. But if you found somebody where you can grow together and work together for maybe a common goal and hold each other accountable, I think that's one of the most beautiful things. You know, that's what a relationship is. Unfortunately, I don't know, in this 2021 world, this 2022 world that we're getting into, I don't think, um, you know, 
I don't think people have that approach to a relationship or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know. Just something I'd been thinking about. I'd also been thinking about this because, uh, I don't know, man. It's, uh, since I did the album, I've had a lot of people tell me that they're happy for me. And, uh, it's, it's just such a weird thing to say, cause I don't need you to be happy for me. Do you understand? Like I recorded my album, I put it out. It's been doing decently well on YouTube. People have been listening to it and people are like, hey, I'm real happy for you. And it's like, well, I don't, I'm happy already. So I don't really need you to be happy for me. Would you like to be happy with me? You know, but most people don't. They don't even think about that. I've, <laughs> I've been in, in the people who have been around me and been happy with me. They don't say that I'm happy for you shit. It doesn't come out of their mouths. But it's just one of those things that people say that it doesn't really mean anything. But I've just been trying to break it down as to what it means. And it's like, it's the same thing as when people go, well, I'm proud of you. It's like, I don't need you to be proud of me. Get your own fucking pride. If I do something that I'm proud of, I don't need you to be proud of it for me. I am proud of the thing that I did on my own. I am happy that I put my album out. I don't need you to be happy for me. You know what I mean? And it's these people that you don't see very often. It's just kind of in passing. It's very wishy-washy. People are like, oh, I'm real, I'm real happy for you. It's like, well, I don't give a shit that you're happy for me. You could have been happy with me when I was recording the fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? But instead, people just want to pretend that, like, I don't know if that's supposed to make me feel good because it certainly doesn't. I find it more irritating than anything else. But I understand it's just something that people say because it's like the nice thing that you're supposed to say. But I've, I've had so many people say that shit to me, especially since putting out the album, who haven't been around me for anything, who've never shared joy with me for really any reason whatsoever. It's just this fucking nonsense thing that people say. And I've really, I don't think I've ever heard it as much as putting out this album, you know? And I'm not trying to fucking, you know, I'm not trying to be a grumpy fucking Scrooge over here, but it is a thing where it's like, I don't think you mean what you're saying. I really don't think you are happy for me. And again, I don't need you to be happy for me. Have you listened to it? No, you didn't. You're just saying stupid shit. And I find it so fucking irritating for some reason. And I don't know why I can't just get over that and just accept that that's just a thing that people say that doesn't mean anything and they're just trying to be polite. But I'd rather have you not be polite to me if, that's, if you're going to feed me a bunch of bullshit. Do you understand? <laughs> I don't know why that has just fucking outraged me to the core, but it really fucking has. And it's just that idea that people want to be happy for you rather than being happy with you. It's like you can be there for the moments of happiness. You know what I'm saying? We can do this thing together, but you just want to say some stupid fucking shit, you know, because it's nice. And it's like, oh, well, if you say that you're happy for me, you must be a good person, huh? Is that what it is? Did you listen to it? 
Have you ever called me? I don't need you to be happy for me when I'm for the album. You know what I mean? You could be around when my life is shit, and then I'll have a, <laughs> and then I'll have maybe a better appreciation for your happiness or whatever it is. I'm happy for you. Good fucking job. Great. Who gives a fuck? What did you do to be happy for me? Nothing. It's just a meaningless fucking thing. It's like, uh, you know, when all the politicians say, God bless America, it just doesn't mean anything. It's like, oh, yeah. Fucking real happy for you. It's like, well, cool. Fucking great. What's that do for me? Nothing. Makes you look good, doesn't it? Yeah. Makes you look real good. Haven't heard from you. You didn't watch it. You didn't listen to it. You don't really give a shit. But you're happy for me. Fucking neat. You know what I mean? Fucking neat. And that's like, that's been so interesting the past, I guess, two years now is uh, I've been around the people who have been happy with me. You know what I mean? And the appreciation I have for them, I, I can't express in words. People, I really can't. To share the moments together rather than to have some empty fucking slogan thrown in my fucking face is uh it's i just appreciate it so much and i don't think the people i don't think they'll ever know i don't think i'll be able to ever express to the people who have been on my journey and have shared my happiness with me i, I it, there's no words there's nothing that i can't i can't express the gratitude you know and because they weren't getting anything out of it, you know what I mean? We just were, were doing shit together. They were part of a thing, and there was joy involved on both parties, I guess. I don't know if that sentence made any sense at all, but y'all get what I'm saying. I just don't, I just, I can't, if another motherfucker, and it's always these two-faced, fucking soulless comics that say it too, you know. They'll say anything they can, just to make sure that you like them, or whatever it is. You know, it's just, it just has been very irritating to me. I'm happy for you. It's like, I don't fucking need you to be, bro. I don't fucking need you to be happy for me, okay? I can do that shit on my own. I do a pretty fucking good job of it. So who the fuck are you coming up here trying to be happy for me? Trying to be proud of me? You know what I mean? I do that shit on my own. I don't need it. I don't want it. If you want to share a part, if we want to take part in it with me, then we can do that. But I don't need you to do shit for me, especially being happy. Because I'm pretty much happy most of the time until a stupid motherfucker comes up and tells me he's happy for me. Then I get irritated. <laughs> Other than that, I'm chilling in a good fucking mood most of the time. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway. Something a little bit different, I guess, on the podcast this week. Just a couple of things I've been thinking about, you know. Make sure you hold yourself accountable to people, especially now. It's the holidays, right? It's real easy to to cut yourself slack and be lazy and all this and that. And it's like, you know, get out of bed. No one's coming to get you out of bed, bro. No one's coming to get you out of bed. You got to get out of bed and you got to do it on your own. Hold yourself accountable. You know who you are better than everybody else. Better than, ah, what the fuck was I trying to say there? 
you know yourself better than everybody else because at the end of the day, once we leave the house, we're all putting that mask on. And I'm not talking about the COVID mask. I'm talking about that social mask, that society mask, that cultural mask that we all try and wear when we're out and about just to try and get along and to not cause any waves and any ruckus because you can't let people, you can't let them see who you really are. You know what I mean? They might see the broken fucking human you really are inside. So you put on that mask and you go and pretend, but you know, at the end of the day, you know who you are, you know how you live, you know what you're doing, you know what you're not doing, you know the lies that you, that you keep telling yourself and other people, but hold yourself fucking accountable. It's easy to do it around the holidays now. It's getting cold. Easy to stay in a warm bed when it's cold. You know what I mean? Easy to eat a bunch of cake and all that shit. Get fast food delivered because you don't want to leave the house. But, you know, if that's what you want to do, hey, fine. Go for it, man. But understand that that no one's going to help you. <laughs> you got to do you got to do it yourself. Hold yourself accountable, people. That's all. That's all. Let's see if we can have a little fun before we get out of here, huh? How long we just going? Ah, I don't fucking know. Who gives a shit anyway. So did you <laughs> did y'all watch the Alec Baldwin interview on a uh, Hulu and ABC, bro? If that dude didn't shoot that lady on purpose, I can't. I think he shot her in the chest on purpose. Uh, he couldn't. There was a thing where he's like, Do you, or, "Who is it? Stephanopoulos? Stephanopoulos? Whatever that fucking that little guy's name is. You know that little guy, little interviewer guy." where he asked Alec Baldwin if he feels guilty, and Alec said no. And, uh, of course, people were like, well, how can you, you know, you can't, which is, which seems like it'd be a human element of uh, a guilt involved, even if it's an accident. But here's the part. First of all, Alec Baldwin is a sociopath. I think most actors probably are sociopaths. So, of course, he can't feel guilt or shame because he's not capable of it. And then the the other part of it is is I think the, the laws in America are so fucked up that if Alec Baldwin goes, I feel bad about that, now some lawyer can go, well, he he feels bad and feels guilty because he did it on purpose. You know what I mean? I think that's how the shit works, where he can't even admit that he might feel bad, which I don't think he does anyway because he did it on purpose. He wanted to kill that lady. <laughs> But the laws are so fucked that even, you know, if you if you say, yes, I feel guilty about shooting a poor woman in the chest, then it's like, oh, oh, he did it on purpose. Then why else would you feel guilty unless you did it on purpose? So the interview was fascinating. It seemed like, I don't know. I like how Alec, Alec Baldwin's tears are real, but Kyle Rittenhouse's tears are not. I just like the contrast that people have when it comes to that kind of shit, you know? Uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, Alec Baldwin, poor guy. He's going through so much right now. Shot a lady in the chest. <laughs> but then Kyle Rittenhouse is like, oh, look at that little, look at that little bitch crying. Oh, he's faking it, you know? It's just interesting. Also something, ah, I think I plugged my phone in. And I don't have enough information on this, Right. But just to have some fun with this whole Alec Baldwin situation is uh, apparently that lady is married to a lawyer who is connected to a law firm that is involved with the Clintons somehow. 
like the head of the law firm or something like that. They've done work with Bill Clinton. And everybody knows that the Clintons love to kill people. <laughs> so there's a big thing that like uh like the the lady that got shot was trying to expose the Clintons involved with like Jeffrey Epstein or some shit like that. So Alec Baldwin had to shoot her in the chest to silence her. Which is which, you know, I I believe a hundred percent. I don't know all the facts. I I've read the I've read a few articles. I've read the same article about four times just because I can't fucking comprehend what it's saying. <laughs> Which makes it, of course, you know, that maybe it's not completely factual then, if it's so goddamn difficult to understand. But believe me when I say, people, believe me. This is coming from your old pal Joe. Believe me. In this Alec Baldwin murder, it wasn't an accident. It was a murder. There's a Clinton connection involved in this. And I know if you do it at the six degrees of separation where at some point, you know, I'm probably connected to Bill Clinton somehow, too. You know what I mean? I didn't share an airplane seat with him or nothing like that. But uh, <laughs> but I'm sure if we played that game long enough, you could probably find a connection between me and Bill Clinton. But uh, but I you know I didn't I'm not married to a lawyer who's definitely connected to them somehow some way. But uh, you know very very fun great interview. Alec Baldwin is the biggest piece of shit. He showed no remorse when he shot that lady in the chest, and he did it on purpose to silence her because she knew too much, all right? She knew too goddamn much. There was one other thing in the interview that I thought was, oh, yeah, fucking A, where he's like, I didn't even pull the trigger. I didn't pull the trigger at all, you know? He didn't even pull the trigger. So, uh, remember, you know that saying, guns don't kill people, people kill people? Alec Baldwin doesn't believe that. Alec Baldwin thinks guns kill people because he didn't pull the trigger. Somehow a prop gun had a live round in it and went off even though it wasn't supposed to have a live round in it and nobody pulled the trigger. So you try and make some sense out of it. I really don't. I think he shot her on purpose. I'm going to stick with that. I think he's. I think he did it because I think he just loves to kill I don't think he has any remorse. I don't think he's capable of feeling remorse. You know what I mean? It's Alec Baldwin. He just seems like a prick. He seems like, I think he hates Donald Trump, but he seems he seems like the same guy. He seems like Donald Trump in a blue suit. You know what I mean? Whereas Donald Trump will wear a red suit because he's a Republican. Alec Baldwin seems like he's the same fucking guy. Am I the only one who feels that way? You know what I mean? You're going to tell me Alec Baldwin hasn't grabbed any pussies in his day? Come on, people. Come on, people. Don't bullshit me. Don't bullshit me. I've been around the block too many times to be bullshitted like this. Alec Baldwin is a sexual predator and a murderer. Let's, I'll come out and say it. I'm the only one who's going to let you know. But I <laughs> I think he's a, he's a sexual predator and also a murderer. So... <laughs> What evidence do I have other than the fact that he shot the lady in the chest? You know, that's about all I got. But, uh, you know, what do you think? What do you think about the interview? Do you think Alec Baldwin is a good guy? Can I ask you fine people that? Is he a good guy? Do you think he would shoot somebody in the chest on purpose? I do. I really do. I don't need facts, all right? I don't need facts or information. I just need to look at a motherfucker's face. 
and I can tell the truth. I can figure it out from there. <laughs> Man, we've been going for a while on this one, huh? This is like the longest solo podcast I've, I think I've done. Holy fuck. Let's get you the animal video clip of the week and get you on your way, shall we? Shall we, people? All right. This one, uh, where did I see this? Dark Side of Nature. All right? Dark Side of Nature. They're back on Instagram. It's a great channel. Check it out. It's very fun if you like animal videos that, uh, you know, that aren't, that aren't puppies having a good time. Because sometimes life ain't a good time. You know what I mean? But uh, this particular video, it was a couple of horses fighting, right? Now, when you think of horse fights, you probably assume there's a lot of kicking going on, right? A lot of kicking. Horses can't grab. They don't have thumbs. But uh, this particular video, I assume it was two stallions, you know? Fighting over some pussy, probably. Trying to get that, that sweet, that sweet fat horse pussy that the stallions love so much <laughs> but they're you know they're fighting they're trying to initially they are trying to kick each other they're going up on the front legs trying to kick each other with the back legs and uh i don't know if this uh if if this particular horse he maybe he trained at the gracie jiu-jitsu emporium out there in california you know caesar gracie jiu-jitsu Stockton, baby. Maybe he's friends with Joe Rogan. Maybe he's a 10th planet jujitsu guy. I don't know. I don't know about this horse. But uh, this horse went from kicking with its back legs to somehow using a front leg to grab the other horse around like its shoulders and neck. And pretty much, I don't know if y'all are familiar with wrestling, but pretty much gave this horse a rock bottom. You know, the rock's finisher, not the people's elbow, but the rock bottom. And uh, it's a very short clip, and that's how it ended. But nobody gets up from the rock bottom except for Stone Cold Steve Austin, I believe, a couple times. But, uh, you know, he's the toughest SOB on the planet, so that's what's going to happen. But an interesting horse fight. I just assumed horses would just kick each other. But this one clearly had some kind of martial arts training that allowed it to use its upper legs and not just its lower legs. And then it gave it the rock bottom, got the one, two, three, new heavyweight champion. Not only does he get the belt, but he gets that sweet, that sweet, delicious horse pussy. Huh? I've heard horses have the best taste in pussy on planet Earth. Do I know that from experience? Absolutely not. I don't like horses. Too big, too big and scary. But I've heard it is the tastiest of all pussies. Next to your mom. All right. Thanks for checking out the podcast, everybody. <laughs> Hope we had some fun. Uh, again, I got shows coming up. I'll be in Nashville uh, next week, next Tuesday, the 14th at uh, Crazy Gnome Brewery, uh, the 16th through the 19th, Cincinnati, Ohio at Go Bananas with Dave Wade. And then uh, the big Flint, Michigan show, Flint, Michigan show, December 23rd at Blackstone's Smokehouse that one come on through if you're around flint or just the michigan area that one will be fun uh joekellycomedy.com has all the dates thank you guys for checking out the podcast hope we had some fun today hope we got something out of this i uh, hope you're having a great december so far and uh build that momentum going into 2022 all right hey thanks again for checking it out take care of yourself take care of somebody else i'll catch you all around real soon all right later <laughs>